Hello friends and welcome to Grits in the Gospel episode 16. Uh, this sermon was uh, originally um, given November 19th, 2023 on the 27th Sunday of Pentecost. I hope that whatever service that you went to on Sunday was meaningful and inspiring and I hope that this um, sermon that you will hear today will do the same. I did want to mention that coming up um, in a couple of weeks, we will be uh, starting our Advent devotion series. You'll be able to find it here on this podcast and on this YouTube channel, as well as on the Bethlehem United Methodist Church in Beaufort, Georgia, um, YouTube and uh, YouTube channel. What it will be um, is a short daily devotion based around the hymns of the season and the lectionary text. And each episode you will see the um, episode, um, well, uh, video or the um, cover will have the all of the scriptures for that day. I encourage you to read all of the scriptures for each day, but I will only be referencing a few of them. And then I will be quoting uh, lyrics from the hymn of the day. I promise I will not be singing. <laughs> and also we're going to probably put out the Sunday sermons on the day that they are, um, they, where they fall in Advent because of this series. So there will be no delay in those sermons being released. Again, I highly recommend that you find a church and go to it on Sunday mornings. And that this is um, just a place for me to deposit my sermons as a record and um, for you to come to supplement whatever congregation that you are attending. I am thankful that you are here. I am blessed by each and every one of you. And um, let us come together today on this um, day as we remember the service from the 27th Sunday of Pentecost. The Lord be with you and also with you. Today's lesson from the psalm comes from Psalm 90 verses 1 through 12. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, turn back, you mortals. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. You swept them away. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. For we are consumed by your anger. By your wrath we are overwhelmed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your countenance. For all our days pass away under your wrath. Our years come to an end like a sigh. The days of our life are 70 years or perhaps 80 if we are strong. Even then, 
Their span is only toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger? Your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. So teach us to count our days that we may gain a wise heart. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us join together now in the reciting of the Apostles' Creed. Friends, what do we believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray together. Dear Lord, as we come to you in praise of the talents that we are entrusted with, we pray that you will open our hearts and our minds to new and different ways to multiply those talents. You will keep from us the timidness that comes when we feel the need to bury our talents to keep them safe. Give us boldness in our faith that we can share your love and our talents with the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hear now the words of the gospel lesson today from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. One To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the two the one that had two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, 
You handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with two talents also came forward saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents, so I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you are a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I do not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We bury a lot of things some good and some bad. We bury our feelings and we bury a plant's root system to make it grow. Here in the South, there's a tradition of burying a bottle of bourbon upside down outside the venue of your wedding. If you do that a month before the wedding, then legend says that you will have good weather on your wedding day. In the Catholic community, if you need your house to sell, you bury a statue of St. Joseph upside down by your for sale sign. I'm not sure why we do all these things upside down, but we do. When we build a new building, we bury a time capsule or put items in a cornerstone. Burying things keeps them safe. Burying things holds them in high regard. Burying things shows care and concern. So why in this text do we see the opposite to be true? The master in the parable is furious at the slave who buries his talent to keep it safe. You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten talents. Wicked and lazy, but wait, we were keeping it safe. You should have at least kept it with the bank and let it earn some interest. But wait, we were keeping it safe. Then you lose it. 
It seems counterintuitive. Why would he not want his talents kept safe? It's an interesting play on words. In the time of Jesus, a talent was 6,000 days wages. You heard that right? 6,000 days. And in this parable, the master gives out eight talents. You would have to work 48,000 days to get that amount of money. To the people of the time, it was a clear sign that this was something precious and something they could never in their lifetime work to give back if it was lost. In a practical way, I could see just how nervous that the slave would have been to go out into the world and make something with the large monetary gift that he was given. I'm not sure I'm that confident. Somewhat ironically, when we hear the word talent, we don't think of large blocks of silver, but we think of intangible gifts that we are given. The talent of singing, the talent of painting, the talent of playing an instrument, none of which I possess. When I got the call to ministry, one thing I was worried about was my lack of singing talent. All of my favorite preachers can sing beautifully. Most of my favorite preachers can also play an instrument. This preacher cannot sing beautifully. This preacher has not played the piano since about, I don't know, fifth grade. I don't have those extra talents. Y'all have heard me say it before. I am not cool at all. I know this. I own it. But I surround myself with cool people. I have so many friends that have those talents of singing and music. At Candler, two of my dearest friends sing and play together often. I love watching their talents multiply and fill up a room. They think I'm ridiculous, but I weep when I see them sing praise and inspire people in worship. They have received their five talents and gone off and made a hundred more. And all I can do is just sit there and watch. Several years ago, I was teetering over the pulpit at Mulberry, decorating the Christmas tree. It was always quite the endeavor with ladders and stretching and straining to get to the top to decorate it. I had one foot in the choir loft and one arm over the pulpit and I heard this beautiful music coming from the piano. I knew the organist wasn't practicing and there were only a few of us in the sanctuary. I looked over and almost fell into the tree. Reverend Dr. Army Chaplain Matt Woodbury was playing the piano beautifully. When did that happen? I had no idea. I also know many ministers who play the guitar. I even know one who plays the banjo and can walk on stilts. They were all, every one of them, given five talents. And all of them multiply them greatly. I have none of that. None at all. Zero. 
So if I all I was entrusted with was this one little talent, then of course I'm going to try and keep it safe. What if I mess up or worse, lose the one thing I have to give? So I'm going to hold on as tight as I can. And just for safekeeping, I'm going to hide it in the ground so I can never lose it because all I have is this. Two things are true. First, the definition of talent is not limited to the arts. I don't have to sing or play an instrument or paint or dance. Well, maybe I can dance to have talent. The talents or gifts I am given do not depend on what talent I want to have. They are not dependent on one narrow definition of a gift. Our talent or block of silver, our 6,000 days wages can look like all kinds of things. They could be like Bill Knight's ability to grow a zucchini or take care of an animal or Karen Knight's ability to take care of Bill or Barbara's ability to make the Fellowship Hall look festival or Carol's calming and beautiful leadership style or Carolyn's way of writing and leading the children's message or Ed's ability to fix a dishwasher or my newfound gift of ministry. Every one of them, big and small, are gifts that are to be traded and multiplied. The second thing that is true is this. It doesn't matter if you were given one or five or 5,000 talents. They're buried in the ground. No one will ever be able to multiply them. All of these things are precious talents that should not be buried, no matter how tempting it is to try and keep them safe. Safe does not bless others. Safe does not live in mission and love of God. Safe worries about keeping people out and not letting them in. Safe is what Jesus calls wicked and lazy. Harsh words for someone that's just trying to keep things safe. But we are not called to a mission of keeping things. We are called to a mission of loving God and our neighbors, and that is not possible if we keep things. One of my favorite things that came out of the mission meeting we had not too long ago was the idea that our mission has to shift a little in the coming years. And that's not an easy thing to hear. We may no longer have five talents to trade and multiply, but the hope that came out of that meeting and the hope that I want you to take with you today is this. We just need to multiply what we are given Whatever that looks like today is still valuable and relevant. There is nothing wrong with being given a smaller portion. There is nothing wrong with having one talent. There's nothing wrong with not having the same talent as your neighbor. The only thing, the one and only thing that matters is if you share it with others. That we let go of the idea that we have been entrusted with for safekeeping and see that we have been entrusted with this great gift, this beautiful talent, so we can share and multiply it. 
What a joy it would be to hear Jesus, our master, come to us and say, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. The parable ends this way. One of two things can happen to us according to how we take care of talents we are given. If we multiply them, verse 29 tells us this. For to all those who were who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. The abundance of talents is a gift indeed. But for those who do nothing to multiply their talents, different words are heard. The scripture says, but from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. And for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I do not want to be banished to the outer darkness. I want to live in the light. I want to find ways to multiply my God-given talents. The scripture today is pretty harsh. Being called wicked and lazy by Jesus had to be a tough pill to swallow. And I'm not saying we don't need to hear it. We do. I do. But instead of just looking at it as the in the harsh light that Jesus is using to get their attention, I like to look at it in a little different light. Ironically, it is the words of a song that I'm reminded of, a song that we all sang at vacation Bible school, even if I was off tune or in Sunday school, but one that is meaningful for this lesson today. You see, sometimes the talents we are given uh, are in the form of the light we have. So this Scripture today reminded me of the sweet little song, This Little Light of Mine. And as I say the words, let us remember that we are not to bury our talents, but to let our light shine for all to see. Amen. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Amen. As we go throughout our week this week, especially during Thanksgiving, let us take those things that we are thankful for, those gifts that we are given, those things that we sit around the table and speak of with great reverence at Thanksgiving. Let us take those out into the world and multiply them in the light and love of God. Because in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen.